What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Big D, here for the turning point today. I know that it is an amazing, an amazing time right now with all the sports action that we've got going on. My goodness, it has been unbelievable. I mean, the fact that the bubble has been pushed in the NBA until September, the end of September and October, is unreal for the sports fan, right? You've got baseball, you've got basketball, you've got football, you've got uh, hockey just hit it, you've got soccer, you've got golf going on, Masters coming up. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, it is unreal. NBA Finals, Game 1 tonight, Lakers, Heat. You got a lot of college football action going on this weekend. Uh, the baseball playoffs were underway yesterday. Uh, it's just an exciting time. Like I said, absolutely exciting. I mean, here's the deal. There's nothing like it. We've never seen anything like this. Basketball, here in about a month, would be starting up the new season. But guess what? They're in the middle of the NBA Finals. And uh, it's just been a wonderful amazing, great uh, time in sports history. The pandemic that went on, everything was pushed back, and now we're kind of here where we didn't think we would be, right? Sports, almost every day. Like, you can't even watch, you know, TV without seeing, going through the guide, whatever your program may be, whatever you use, you cannot go through the guide and not see a type of sport being played. It's unreal. I love it. But anyways, I got a lot to talk about today. Like I said, NBA Finals, Game 1 going on, um, Heat Lakers. I think a lot of us that love sports are excited, but I do think the Lakers are going to win. Um, give them five or six games. The Heat will make it close. I just think they have too much uh, inexperience on the team. Um, they've done well, but it's the Eastern Conference, right? <laughs> I mean, the Celtics obviously were, showed that they were soft, couldn't get it done um, with a lot of talent. And uh, the East got talent. I mean, they've got some young, uh, young talent, guys that you think would compete, but it's nothing like the wild, wild west, right? And uh, so anyways, game one. NBA Finals tonight, Miami, L.A., the Lakers. We'll get to that shortly. But for now, I want to talk a little OU football. Some good old Oklahoma Sooners football. And something crazy, you know, we lost, right? OU Sooners lost Kansas State, Wildcats at home, 28-point favor. We all know what happened, the collapse. Freshman quarterback, uh, O-line that just, to me, looks out of shape. Um, just not really ready for the for the big time uh, defense that you know plays well for a quarter or two and then it's like completely different second half. I don't know what the deal is. Um, Alex Grinch, I think he's a good coach. You know maybe he's got something deep down inside of him that you know will will change some things around here. We've been you know used to bad defense for I mean seven eight years now. Um, which you can't have in the Big 12 because teams will eat you alive. But something that I've seen that has just really, really irked me 
over the last weekend and into this week is all you crazies talking about how Lincoln Riley should be fired. I mean, what? What are you talking about? The guy has done nothing but win since he's come to Oklahoma. Nothing. It's not like we are Pittsburgh. We're not the Pittsburgh Panthers. We're not sitting over there in the Pac-12 like, you know, uh, Stanford or, you know, like, let's just say a cow who shoots for average. We're not. We win games. Lincoln Riley wins games. It's just crazy to me to go through Twitter, Facebook, all the social media, and see the slander of Lincoln Riley. I'm like, are y'all kidding me? The guy has been to four semifinals since he's stepped foot into the Oklahoma Sooner program. Four semifinals. More Big 12 championships than I can hold on one hand. I mean, y'all are absolutely crazy to think that the that the answer is that Lincoln Riley should be fired. I just don't get it. I don't get it. He's done everything other than lose. We lose a game or two every year. We get to the semifinal, and it's the same thing. You know, the year Baker, you know, we had Baker, senior year, Heisman Trophy. We get to the semifinal, we play Georgia. And argue, you know, most most uh, your your sports experts, quote unquote, will say that we probably would have won that year, won the whole thing. But our defense didn't show up to play. And as soon as we kicked that stupid squib kick, you know that that you know may not even been Lincoln Riley's fault. You know he seemed pretty confused about it. We lost the game. It happened. We scored so many points in that game. I can't even remember what it was, and I don't have time to look it up right now. But we scored so many points, had chances to win that game, and unfortunately we didn't. It happens. Georgia ran the ball all over us, and it was the defense. It was Mike Stoops, three down lineman, one linebacker, maybe even two, five on six football. And our safeties couldn't tackle. I mean, let's be honest. And there was no adjustment made. But it had nothing to do with Lincoln Riley. Motivation, you say? I doubt it. He's got a lot on his mind during a game. I mean, let's be honest. He is a he is in a tough position. Not only does he have to recruit, he's got a family. Not only does he have a family, he has to coach and run the offense because he's Lincoln Riley. I can promise you, I don't even care if OU shelled out $2 million to some offensive guru, you know, that's in the college game right now scoring points. I don't even care. I want Lincoln Riley calling plays. Does he get conservative towards the end of the game? Yeah, and that might be an experience in big-time football. I mean, you know, he's going to learn. He's going to learn from his mistakes. I mean, I've seen so many things on, you know, uh, I've seen him like Teddy Lehman does that weird thing on the the coach's call, right, where he gives him a scenario that's been played out, you know, over the years. And Lincoln Riley literally is undefeated. He gets it every single time. He knows his plays. He knows what he calls. He knows what happens. And, I mean, come on. The dude is a genius. I want nobody else calling plays for Oklahoma. You guys talking about, well, I wish he would have went to the NFL. You're crazy. You are absolutely crazy. 
The guy has done nothing but win football games as a coordinator and as a head coach since he's been here. Crazy. I mean, I, I don't even know why we, we even have to discuss this. Because at the end of the day, there is not anything better outside of, let's say, Nick Saban, Davos Weenie. You know, Ryan Day has been pretty good since he's got to Ohio State. We'll see what that, you know, if he can continue with that. But there's nobody, let's say outside of Nick Saban or Davos Sweeney, that I would even think about replacing him. As long as he wants to be here, he can be here. He's an excellent recruiter. Look at our recruiting classes. You know, the thing about it is, is, is Alex Grinch is recruiting greatly. Let's talk about Grinch. You know, and him and Lincoln have, have scouted out players and, and been able to uh, come together and, and find some good ones. And they're all freshmen on the team right now. You know, Alex Grinch's first real, um, first real recruiting class was last year. All those guys are true freshmen. He is still playing with Mike Stoops players. Buki Radley-Hiles is the nickelback, which he had a pretty good game on uh, on a Saturday. He's a guy that we all talk about that has troubles. Buki's one. Delarian Turner-Yell, Pat Fields. The safeties were awful. Awful on Saturday. I mean, I don't... I, I played football, okay? And I played on the line. But I know what the safety's responsibility is. Those guys get so lost in the middle of coverage, it's ridiculous. I mean, how do you let a running back get out of the backfield and run a like a little 10-yard drag that gets a little bit past our linebackers, you know, who aren't going to turn around. They never do, ever. Linebackers typically don't turn around. They're adjusting to the line scrimmage and to the quarterback and dropping in their zones. If you put him on man-to-man, Deshaun White will probably get, you know, he's fast, but he'll probably get beat in coverage. Uh, me, don't even get me started on Mead. Uh, you know, Brian Osmo is a young guy. You know, hopefully he continues to grow and develop. But the safeties, man, he is playing with Mike Stoops' safeties. And they have no idea how to read a key. And it's driving me crazy. How do you let a 5-5 running back out of the backfield, run a drag across the field, and take it to the house. Nearly. He was stopped at the one. He might as well just ran it in. Shouldn't even tackle it. They can't tackle. Our corners are, are timid. They get beat. Trey Brown's supposed to be one of the fastest corners in the entire college football. He'll probably, if he gets an invite to the combine, or even at the pro day, he'll probably run a 4-3. But he, he, he gets beat. How do you, how do you run a 4-3 and get beat? I just don't get it. I don't get it. And you guys want to blame Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch. I can promise you being, you know, in coaching, and I, I get it. It wasn't like big time coaching. I understand. But being in coaching, being around the game for, you know, almost as a player and coach for, you know, probably 20 years. When I watch OU's defense, it has nothing to do with the coaching. The guys are putting him in positions. Now, you could say, well, the scheme, you didn't really blitz him. Well, if we start blitzing, there's a possibility that even a guy uh, or a team like Kansas State, you know, with Skylar Thompson, can pick us off. It's the Big 12. 
because our our defensive backs cannot cover anyone. Our linebackers uh, don't even put them in man-to-man. They run a zone every time. Ryan Mead was absolutely lost when he ran a man-to-man. He set in a zone. He was supposed to be a man-to-man, and he set literally in the zone. And the guy almost scored a touchdown. I just, I'm, I'm just at a loss for words. You know, and they get coached up. I know they do. But, man, it's like there's something not clicking. I don't know if it's effort. I don't know if it's, you know, that's just not the kind of player they are. But until Grinch is able to get his guys in here, nothing's going to change, unfortunately. And all you guys, you know, in two or three games, when OU's giving up a ton of yards and having shootouts, you're all going to sit back and say, well, it's Alex Grinch's fault. Well, no, it's not. Because the poor guy, he can't blitz. He can't. I know as a coach, coaching defense, you if your secondary can't cover a soul, you're not going to play defense. You cannot trust Trey Brown to play man-to-man. You can't. He's going to get beat every time. I don't care if he runs a 4-3. He's going to get beat by a guy that probably runs a 4-7. I mean, it's just, it's unreal. I saw that so much this weekend, you know, and through this week. Fire Lincoln Riley. Fire Lincoln Riley. Y'all are you got to be kidding me. Why? The guy's one of the best recruiters in the entire league. He literally has pulled the number one quarterback whenever he wants. He gets the top five wide receivers. He gets great offensive linemen. He's got Alex Cringe in there, who's a good recruiter, who's recruiting his style now, getting big-time recruits. I mean, we just got, like, one of the top um, rushing outside linebackers in the country and Clayton Smith, to commit to OU, who plays no defense. I mean, so at the end of the day, guys, give him a break. Give Lincoln Riley a break. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm having to even discuss this because it's unreal that some of you would think that Lincoln Riley should be fired. He has done nothing but win football games since he's been here. The first year that he's got basically his – Whole off, you know, the offense is his. Spencer Rattler's at quarterback. It's not a transfer. It's a pretty much a true freshman because he didn't play much last year. I mean, he played in garbage time in that first game or a second game. It was the second game against you know uh, the high school uh, team down the street. You know, and he threw for like a hundred something yards and two touchdowns. And then he plays against LSU, who's one of the greatest teams we've ever seen in garbage time. And he made some bad throws. He didn't really get to go out there and do anything. He's without his best receiver, Jaden Hazelwood. I'm sorry, but he's the best receiver on that team. And he's going to be out pretty much the whole year if he even gets a chance to come back. He's without Trajan Bridges, who I think will be an incredible guy in the slot. Is a breakaway player, pretty fast, good good route running. Theo Weiss, uh, he looked hurt on on the, on Saturday. I don't know what he. I knew he came off tweak. Looked like he tweaked his uh, ankle or his knee. He didn't look great. I mean, he wasn't able. To, there was something wrong with his explosiveness. Um. And Charleston Rambo, don't even get me started on him. I mean, my gosh, dude, get open. You're one of the fastest guys on the team. You hadn't even touched the ball. I mean, it was awful. 
in the Marvin Mims, I think when he got he got that shoulder, uh, he got hit in the, in the shoulder and he came off the sideline. I think something was wrong with him after that. But you know, those are uh, those are all excuses. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you got to give Lincoln Riley a break. He has got a new quarterback, freshman, who's going to make mistakes. He's going to learn that you know sometimes it's okay to pull the ball and run when you have a wide open you know uh, field. And it seemed like sometimes when he would take off and run, we get a holding call because he, oh gosh, the offensive line. You know, I love Beatenbow. He's an excellent coach, but you know, there's got to be something in that. In that, you got to be able to find a mixture of guys because you know you can have great linemen. I mean, don't get me wrong. On paper, you can have five star guys all over the field, but if that line ain't got chemistry, they it just won't happen. It won't work. I mean, you th- you think back to when Baker was here. We had Orlando Brown, three-star, right? Three-star, coming out of high school. Big old guy, NFL pedigree. We've got Drew Samia, who was a decent recruit, four-star, um, out of California, who played all over the line except center. Eric Wren, <laughs> Juco, right? Juco Eric Wren, who had some, you know, stints, practice squad in the NFL. Decent guy, you know, overall. Um, you got Ben Powers, just a mauler, you know, came out of uh, Kansas as a Juco. Um, and, uh, you know, I've already said OB and then Bobby Evans, you know, four-star offensive tackle out of Texas, you know, who I think, you know, the Rams are silly, not even given playing time. I think he's just an incredible athlete. Um, but, you know, Bobby Evans – Cody Ford was another guy that would get rotated, you know, who's starting for the Bills right now. So, I mean, just the, and the, the, the thing that was great about those guys is the chemistry, the chemistry that they had. But y'all want to blame Lincoln Riley. I mean, there's just so much to blame on these, uh, on the players, man. And, and, you know, they've got to have a gut check. It's, it's a gut check moment. You know, am I okay with just being a, with, well, this year it'd be a, a ten and one team, you know, hoping, you know, for the playoff if we win the Big Twelve championship. A nine and one team going into the Big Twelve. Let's just say that. A team hoping. That's the thing, hoping. And they've got to have a moment where they're like, oh, you know, I'm tired of losing these games that I'm favored by twenty eight points. I mean, my, I mean, seriously, guys, seriously, how? As as a player, as a young as a young man, okay, and a player, and especially in today's you know today's day and age, you're gonna see these things. But on Twitter, you know, if you see that Kansas State has like eight players out, nine players out for a game, and some of them are starters, you're it's gonna be instantly one of those things like, man, I might have to play as hard today. And then you get out there. And you just, you know, you start scoring like OU was doing. We were scoring. We were up 21 at one point. You're like, okay, I think I, I think we're going to be okay. And then you start coasting. I guarantee you, K-State, even under Bill Snyder and, you know, and, and, and even now, him not being there, those dudes play hard. <laughs> those dudes play hard. I don't care who's on the team. A bunch of three-star, two-star, one. It don't matter. Those dudes are going to play absolutely hard. They're going to play their tails off. And that's what happened. They played their tails off. Oh, you gave up. And 
the players, you know, some of the things I've heard in press conferences this week are, you know, we've just got to be better. You know, we've got to, we, we, it's a gut check time. You know, we've got to be better. I saw Jeremiah Hall say something the other day, and I'm going to have to find it real quick. But, but these players, you know, are, are frustrated, and you can tell by their performance. Because somebody has got to sit there in that, you know, in that um, locker room and say, guys, we got to do better. This happens every year, every single year. It doesn't matter who's on the field. It happens. And this is what he said. He said, we got to take it to the chin, learn from our mistakes, and keep pushing. And that's the thing. I don't want to just hear that. I know you don't want to hear that, you know, as fans. I don't want to just hear that. We got to take it to the chin, learn from our mistakes, and keep pushing. No, you got to do it. And hopefully, that's what he, you know, that's what's the the sentiment around the locker room is that, you know, we can say things all we want, but we've got to do it. And that's that's my take on that. For all you that are talking about it's Lincoln Riley, it's Lincoln Riley, it's Lincoln Riley. We should just go ahead and and trade, you know, Lincoln or not trade. I'm sorry, but we should just you know, move on from Lincoln Riley. You're absolute ludicrous. That dude, that dude has just won games, semifinals, Big 12 championships. He's going to get there. Just give him some time. Just give him some time. And it'll be all right. It'll be all right. OU will continue to win. I'm pray, praying, and, <clears throat> sorry, praying and hoping that Alex Grinch, you know, starts doing his thing and it's going to be all right it's going to be all right anyways that's my take on that you guys take it for what it's worth but i'm just saying y'all are y'all are uh, just crazy to think that it's all lincoln riley we have some baseball action going on right Got some going on right now. Uh, looks like the Reds and the Braves. The Braves, it's uh, well, it's tied currently. Um, tied currently at zero. Pretty good pitching duel. I didn't think this one would be a high scoring at all. We had a lot of action last night. Got a lot of action today. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens here in the playoffs. This is a weird year for baseball. It's got to be hard. You know, only get 60 games. It's been a pitching. Uh, you know, uh, well, a hitting nightmare, uh, you know, power pitching, you know, guys have won games. I've, I've seen averages for all these teams like super low, like record low. Um, I heard something on the radio this morning about uh, about how the Brewers have the lowest uh, hitting batting average they've ever had in the history. I mean, it's crazy. You know, that's what happens, though, I guess, when you don't get to practice much. No spring training. I mean, they had a spring training, but it wasn't much. Um, so anyway, I mean, it's just it's just a weird deal in baseball. So, you know, there might be an upset or two, and and uh, you know, it's gonna be fun to watch though. Who who doesn't like playoff ba- baseball? I mean, come on now, uh, we all do. You know, there's drama. It's a long game, but man, love watching me some playoff baseball. Uh, many of you don't know this, or you might know that I'm an Indians fan, and we got torched. Absolutely torched. The Yankees just came in to progressive field and just absolutely destroyed us. It was unreal. I thought Bieber would come in, pitch a great game. He got hit for seven runs. Just 
the Cy Young, you know, triple crown this year in pitching, and unreal. You know, he just, this wasn't Shane Bieber. <laughs> I mean, it was his first uh, career start in the playoffs, and he just came out and just laid an egg. So tonight is Carlos Carrasco and, uh, and uh, Tanaka. And so, man, I mean, the Yankees, I just don't have much hope for the Indians. You know, Yankees hitting is, you know, is just so powerful. Uh, decent bit, you know, well, besides Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's a, you know, Cy Young guy. Uh, decent pitching for the Yankees. Um, but, man, just tore the Indians up last night. Had a lot of action, uh, you know, uh, several upsets last night. Um, you know, the White Sox beat at the Athletics, which I don't know if that's much of an upset. I love the White Sox and what they've got, um, you know, going for them. I think they've got a good uh, team with Giolito. That dude is unreal. Um, but anyways, White Sox beat the A's, uh, which was, um, you know, I guess surprising to some. Uh, the Astros beat the Twins. That was real surprising. <laughs> I mean, and, and the Twins just can't shake the, the postseason. I, I, I saw that they hadn't won like 15 or 16 straight playoff games. That'll get to you, man. It'll get to your head. So we'll see what they can do in game two. And the Rays ended up winning late last night. But man, what a, you know, what a great time. Uh, right now, all these baseball games are all on TV, like back to back to back to back, um, and we'll see what happens today. But uh, you know, I, I think, and I'll stand by my by my pick. I think the Dodgers are going to get it done. Um, you know, they got the Brewers in their first series, but I think they're going to get it done, and uh, you know, win the World Series uh, finally. <laughs> um, you know, just be able to win the World Series, and you know, they've just got a good team top to bottom pitching, hitting, you know, those guys have played together for a while now, good, uh, you know, good manager, um, and, and so anyways, I mean, it's hadn't won since 90, or 88, I mean, so Dodgers fans are just really, really uh, hoping for a championship, for a World Series championship, so anyways, I still got them, so, you know, be on the lookout for the baseball this evening, and, uh, and through this afternoon. You know, a lot of good games going on. Like I said, Reds, Braves, 0-0 right now. Reds have been able to get three hits off of Freed. Um, you know, Bowers got a no-hitter going. <laughs> no kidding, right? You know, old Trevor. Um, he's had some playoff experience. So, anyways, a lot of baseball action. So, you know, make sure you're watching for sure. Let's switch gears again here. Uh, man. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. NBA Finals, man. LeBron James against Jimmy Butler, right? Anthony Davis against Bam Adebayo, right? Rajon Rondo against uh, Tyler Hero. I mean, man, it's going to be a great series. I've got the Lakers in five or six, I think. I mean, I, I just think that the Heat will keep it close. But, you know, the Lakers have LeBron James. They got Anthony Davis, so much playoff experience. You know, LeBron, arguably the best player in the world. I mean, just, you know, a, a great player. He's had a pretty good bubble. I mean, the Lakers have been a little up and down, but um, I think that uh, is kind of over with. I think that series against Denver, I've told a lot of people that I think Denver was number two in the league um, with Jamal and, and uh, Jokic. And uh, I think they were, you know, Jeremy Grant in there too. Uh, you know, they were the second best team in the league, in my opinion, through the bubble. Um, and then the Lakers beat them, you know, obviously. 
uh, great series there. You know, the Heat beat the Celtics, great series. Celtics kind of showed again, you know, that softness, that that uh, they don't have that championship pedigree. They've got young guys uh, with a few vets in there, but I, I think the biggest thing for them is getting a big man. Um, if they had a BAM at a bio, it might, we might be talking something totally different right now. But getting a big man for the C's is a big, big deal. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, great NBA Finals. I'm looking forward to it in the bubble. LeBron James and the Lakers against Jimmy Butler and the Heat. Uh, just, you know, two great franchises over the years. Uh, LeBron's played for both of them now. And, uh, you know, this will be special for him, I'm sure, as he nears the end of his career. But let's talk about LeBron James for a minute. LeBron James, man, has just, you know, he's been great. You know, uh, uh, Michael Jordan is still my GOAT, for sure. Um, Kobe Bryant, you know, I love Kobe. I grew up watching Kobe. Um, I was a huge Laker fan before the Thunder got here. Um, love Kobe Bryant. Um, but LeBron James, man, I mean, he just makes the finals. And you could argue, well, this is a different time, you know, basketball. Um, but everybody plays in different times of basketball. You know, everybody's GOAT played in a different time of basketball. I mean, let's be honest, in history. And so, I mean, LeBron James is great. You know, he's a great basketball player. I mean, an outstanding basketball player. Three and six in the NBA Finals. He's won countless, you know, MVPs, countless uh, MV, uh, Finals MVPs. And, you know, just a great player. I mean, we know LeBron James is a, is a good player. He showed some age this year. Uh, luckily, he has Anthony Davis, who's, you know, one of the best young guys in the league. Um, you know, reason why we watch this game. I mean, he's just an incredible, incredible talent. Uh, but, man, LeBron James, you know. And, you know, he, he, gets, he gets knocked around in the media all the time. But, you know, he takes it and he wins. And so, anyway, it's it's going to be it'll, – it'll be a fun series. I mean, you know, like I said, I got the Lakers. Uh, I got the Lakers in, in, uh, in five or six games, but, you know, what a great series. It'll be interesting to see this. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who guards LeBron. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jimmy will probably guard him a little bit. Bam will probably guard him a little bit. Uh, you might even bring a, a Jake Browder off the bench to cover LeBron a little bit. So he's going to get matched up. And Bam's going to have to probably cover Anthony Davis the whole game. So we'll, we'll see, man. I mean, it's it's a good matchup. Uh, I think Heat have a better bench, um, you know, just with Tyler Hero. I mean, you know, I think they've got a better bench, um, you know, probably better shooting. But the winning, the experience has to go to the Lakers. It's got to. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. Um, and that goes a long way. I mean, talent is great, you know, and, and young guys are great too. But, man, when you've got that experience, it, it just it really goes a long way. So LeBron will have his team ready. Jimmy will have his team ready. And I'm looking forward to a great finals, great finals. I will say this, though. Don't be surprised if the Heat come up with a game or two that you're like, man, they ain't, <laughs> there was no way, right? They've done it all playoffs. Don't be surprised if this game, if this series goes seven. I know that a lot of people like myself have them going five or six, but don't be surprised if this goes seven games and they really push LeBron James. 
and uh, you know I'd be surprised if the Heat win, super surprised. But you know it's it's just it's going to be fun. You know I'm excited about it, um, and you know we'll see we'll see where they go with it. Um, I think uh, for the Heat to even win games, I think it's got to be either Tyler or it's got to be Duncan Robinson. I think those guys have to score. You know, they got to shoot the ball well. You know, Bam's got to have good games. And Jimmy Butler, I'll be honest with you, probably needs to have near-perfect games for them to, to win this series. You know, on offense and defense, because Jimmy is their superstar. You know, let's, you know, let's be honest. He's their all-star. And, uh, you know, he's the guy that's going to, you know, push them. He's the leader of that team. And so he's going to have to have near-perfect games, and they're going to have to have Great shooting games by Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, you know, to, to be able to to win a game, um, you know. But they've done it all all the bubble. I mean, they've done it all playoffs. They've done it throughout the bubble. You know, they've just been incredible as a team. And so NBA Finals, man, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the spread is tonight. I think it's uh, four and a half Lakers. So I mean, you know. Um, ESPN has the matchup predictor at 57.8% Lakers to 42.2 for the for the Heat. Uh, you know, it's gonna be a great series, man. You know, I, I've 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 really enjoyed watching the Lakers this year with LeBron kind of uh, with the talent around him. He's able to play point guard. He hasn't really done that since he was, uh, you know, well even with the Heat a little bit. Dwayne Wade kind of picked that up too, but since he was with the Cavs uh, way back, you know, he hasn't really had a chance to to really be that facilitator. I mean, he averaged 10 assists a game. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Uh, who does that at 6'8", 250? I mean, that guy's just a load, man, but he just, you know, he's incredible. He's fun to watch, um, you know, and so the bubble will end. Here in a here in a couple weeks, and you know we'll we'll get to see who's the champion, uh, you know, and, and see what that's gonna be like. I'm sure it'll be a, a great thing for the players that win. I mean, a, a testament to what they've they've done, what they've had to go through, you know, not being with their families for all that time. Uh, they've made those sacrifices to to make it, you know, work for for us sports fans and for them to get to play play for a championship. And so it's. You know, it's one. It's going to be really cool to see. You know what what this entails for, you know what this entails for these guys. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really looking looking forward to it for sure, for sure. All right, so I want to end my segment today. Um, we talked a little bit about OU football. Um, we talked a little bit about you know the baseball playoffs and. Uh, what's going on and obviously the NBA finals. But the last thing I'd like to talk about is some good old NFL. Got a lot of good NFL action this week. I'll, I'll go through these games real quick. You know, the Broncos and Jets play on Thursday. My Broncos, right, play the Jets. And uh, I've got good old Brett Rippon, right? Brett Rippon to look forward to to play quarterback for the Broncos. Oh, it's terrible. So Rippon and, and good old Darnold be playing off against each other. Uh, on on Thursday playing against each other. So, anyways, that's going on Thursday. You got the Colts and Bears. You got the Bengals, Jaguars, Browns, Cowboys. I know there's a lot of people around Oklahoma that'll be looking forward to that. Saints, Lions, Seahawks, Dolphins, Chargers, Buccaneers, Ravens, uh, football, uh, Washington football team, 
Cardinals, Panthers, Vikings, Texans, Giants, Rams, Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, Raiders, Eagles, 49ers, 49ers, uh, Steelers, Titans postponed, as many of you saw. Um, they're talking about now playing maybe Monday or Tuesday. We'll see how that goes. And then the Falcons and the Packers on Monday night. Ugh, Packers ought to just destroy them. But a lot of good action, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that Browns and Cowboys game. You know, do the Cowboys bounce back? Uh, does Baker continue to take the Browns? Um, I mean, they'd be 3-1 and one if they win that game. Cowboys 1-3. and three. I mean, there was a lot of people talking about the Cowboys had a chance this year. And I just don't see it. Not with Dak. Um, let's be honest. When you talk about Dak Prescott, is he the guy to take a team to the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I mean, he's got so many weapons around him and he can't even get on the ball. I mean, you got Amari Cooper, you got C.D. Lamb, you got Ezekiel Elliott, one of the better running backs in the league. You got Michael Gallup, you got that new kid Wilson who just came out of nowhere uh, this last week. But man, Dak Prescott's average. I'm sorry. He's not a $30, $40 million quarterback like he thinks he is. It's just unreal for him to think that he doesn't win. They're always 500. He's since he's been, I mean, the first year his rookie season, he came in, played, and they went to the playoffs. But I mean, did they win the Super Bowl? No. He he ain't done nothing since. He's got a new coach. There's no excuse as Jason Garrett. You know, I mean, it's not, man. I mean, let's be honest. It's Dak Prescott. The guy is he's average, man. I mean, he is he's an average quarterback. Imagine this, okay? Imagine if Kyler Murray played for the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Even this. Imagine if Deshaun Watson played for the Dallas Cowboys. Look how much better they'd probably be. Look at Jared Goff. I think Goff would do good, better than, you know, a lot of people think he's average. But I think he'd be better. Imagine if they had Josh Allen. I mean, my goodness. Throwing the deep ball to those fast receivers. But anyways, Dak Prescott is not the guy to lead them to the to the promised land. And their defense is me. So all you Cowboys fans out there, I'm sorry to say but it just ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. You guys got all those guys and all those threats, and he, he can't get the ball to him. You're running reverses with C.D. Lamb. It's just unreal. And we have to watch the Cowboys every week because they're on TV regionally. And they won't, I mean, they won't get the ball to C.D. They're running reverses to C.D. Lamb. Throw the ball down the field. Amari Cooper, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a Skip Bayless fan, but he's always talking about how Mario Cooper just checks out of the games. And it's true. That guy checks out of the games, man. It's just, it's unreal. I mean, it's, it is absolutely unreal. Michael Gallup had a bounce-back game last week. He did decently. I know he had, like, six or seven catches over 100 yards, a touchdown. Um, I mean, you know, for you fantasy guys, you know, had a good game. But, man, the Dallas Cowboys... Always, always, always <laughs> disappointing you. That's why it's, I just don't even know what it's like to be a Cowboys fan. I mean, it's just got to be awful. Just so many expectations and 500, you know, that's okay. Seven and nine, that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh, another thing that, that I've noticed is the Saints, man. The Saints, you know, they had a good game against Tampa Bay in his first, in his first game back. And being with the, the Buccaneers, a new team, my goodness. I mean, they just got throttled by Green Bay on, on Monday night. It was a close by the score. But 
without Alvin Kamara, they ain't doing nothing. Is Drew Brees showing his age? Hmm. I know he's in a bit of a struggle not having his top receiver. I mean, Michael Thomas, arguably one of the best receivers in the game, receptions leader the last few years. But is he showing his age, man? I mean, honestly, uh, he's got a great offensive line. They built that team around Drew Brees to protect him and to get guys open. He's done well with, you know, less his whole career, much like Tom Brady. Um, has he won championships? No. He doesn't have Bill Belichick. He's got Sean Payton. But it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see where they're at by the end of the year. I think they win this week. The Lions had a pretty good game against the Cardinals. Their defense was great. But do they beat the Saints? Saints, I think, are a must-win this week. I mean, you lose to the Lions, go 1-3. Uh, and three. It's not looking good. It's not looking good for them. Don't have your home crowd behind you in, in close games in the Dome. I mean, I've heard that place is wild when you go watch a game. But the Saints, man, it'll be interesting to see. I'll, I'll definitely be keeping my eye out for those guys, seeing if Drew Brees can bounce back. Maybe Michael Thomas can come back and help him. Man, you know, and Alvin Kamara is a special talent. I mean, we saw it. You know, he played great the other night. But what are they going to do? They're going to bounce back. Seahawks, MVP, Russell Wilson, you know, I think it's obvious right now. Patrick Mahomes is playing great. But Russell Wilson's been great in three games. I mean, unreal. Five touchdowns last week. He's got 14 touchdowns throughout the first three weeks. You know, that guy can just light it up, man. Those to everybody. He's got good receivers. Um, love Tyler. Tyler Lockett from Tulsa. That's what I'm talking about. But, man, Seahawks, you know, are looking good right now. You know, the Ravens, I think, will bounce back to playing Washington football team. That should be a win. You know, we'll see what Lamar does, man. You know, and that, that leads me to... Uh, what I wanted to talk about last when it comes to the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, man, that dude just wins. I heard something, you know, the other day that he's the Michael Jordan of football, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what scheme you put up. You can't blitz the guy. You can't blitz him. He just beats you. You blitz him, he's going to torch you, right? The Ravens tried to blitz him all night, and he just picked him apart. He's unreal, man. I mean... I just don't see anybody beating them. I mean, this is if, if, is this our next undefeated team? Is this our next uh, Miami Dolphins of 72? Is that it? I mean, I can see it. I can definitely see it. I, they got the Patriots this week. Good defense. Cam Newton has been playing pretty well. But they ain't winning. <laughs> Chiefs are going to win this game. I mean, without a doubt. Arrowhead uh, should be a pretty nice game. But, man... The Chiefs are just unbelievable right now. He's got him a running back, pretty good one. They drafted, right? He's got receivers all over the field. He's got one of the best tight ends in the game, if not the best, Travis Kelsey. And I'm a Broncos fan, man, but I'll I'll give them their their praise where it's due. They're a very good football team, and it doesn't matter if they give up 28 points; they'll score 42. I mean, it's just you know. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He's worth every – see, I was talking about Dak Prescott and him thinking he's worth 30, 40 million. No. Patrick Mahomes is worth 40, 50, 60, 70 million. Give him everything you've got, man, because he's going to win ball games and he's going to be there for a long time. And it doesn't matter who's out there, you know, the receivers or whatever. He's going, They're going to get open and he's going to throw him the football. 
he's a he's a great talent, you know. He's one that I just pray, man, the injuries stay away because we might see the, the greatest quarterback of all time. He might take Tom Brady's spot. He is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Congratulations to him. He's having a new baby. Saw that. Him and his fiance. Congrats to him. New contract, Super Bowl ring. This is all good for Patrick Mahomes right now, right? Things are going great. He's about to get married soon. I mean, just, just good stuff for Patrick Mahomes. I like the guy. He's a great player. Seems pretty humble. Seems like a good guy. But we're going to see where his his uh, his uh, career takes off, right? He's been an MVP. He's won the Super Bowl, right? He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's got a ring now. Life is good for Patrick Mahomes. Can he continue in Kansas City? Even when Andy Reid's, you know, long gone and done with the NFL, can he win? Can he win? It'll be interesting to see, man. I mean, you guys watched it on Monday night. He was incredible. I mean, the, the, the Ravens could not do anything. They couldn't scheme to him. He just torched them, right? Torched them. And the Ravens have a decent defense. Don't get me wrong. The Ravens are going to cause fits for, for people all year. They did last year. But can they stop Patrick Mahomes? No. No. There ain't nobody that can do that. I don't even care if the 85 Bears came back. They can't stop him, right? It's not going to happen. I don't care if the 2015 Denver Broncos, you know, one of the greatest defenses of all time, come back. Vaughn Miller, DeMarcus Ware rushing him off the edge. They ain't going to win. And I love my Broncos, but it ain't happening, right? Patrick Mahomes is an incredible, incredible talent. I was, I was thinking about it last night. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I was like, Patrick Mahomes is like, you know, way, way, way on Mount Everest, right? He's way up there. Kilimanjaro, whatever you want to say. And then thousands of feet below <laughs> is like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Maybe Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, right? Deshaun Watson could be in there. He's been struggling, but he ain't got no receivers. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's, you know, that's up there. But those guys right there, and then everybody else. But Patrick Mahomes is so far and way better. It's it's not even fair. It's not even fair. I mean, I think that, you know, there's there's several teams needing a quarterback right now that would literally give up their entire franchise just to have Patrick Mahomes. And it's crazy he how far he fell. I mean, how how do you go into a draft – and let this guy go. Let this guy go. Ten picks. The Big Ten. To pick number ten. Let's let's look at this draft for a minute. Mitchell Trubisky. Imagine if okay, I've I've seen this a lot. Imagine if Pat Mahomes played for the stinking Bears. Wow. And it could be the coaching. Give him a chance. Let him sit behind uh, uh, Alex Smith for a year. Maybe that helped him. I don't know. Andy Reid's a great coach. But, dude, Mitchell Trubisky, Solomon Thomas to the 49ers, obviously Miles Garrett, you know, they needed that pass rusher. Leonard Fournette, Jacksonville could have used him. They had Blake Bortles. Good Lord. Tennessee Titans definitely could have used him. Drafted Corey Davis. Jamal Adams ain't even with the Jets anymore. They could have definitely used him. Mike Williams Chargers, they probably weren't ready to get rid of, uh, you know, to push Rivers to the side. 
at the time. Carolina had Cam Newton, you know, coming off of a Super Bowl, you know, maybe the year before, the year before that. John Ross, Cincinnati. I mean, who picks Andy Dalton over Pat Mahomes? Sorry, doesn't happen. And then the Chiefs, number 10, Patrick Mahomes. Two picks later, Deshaun Watson, Texans. I mean, it's just, it is unreal that that many teams let that guy go. Mitchell Trubisky, who just got benched for Nick Foles. He's had like 87 opportunities with the Bears. Took him to a playoff one year because of the defense. And now he's out. But they drafted him over Pat Holmes. Unbelievable. Anyways, a lot of good action going on in the NFL this weekend. Be out watching it, supporting your teams proudly. I'll be supporting my Broncos on Thursday. It'll be pretty interesting to see if we lose to the Jets, what that's going to bring. I have a quarterback. Man, what a sad, sad, sad show that Denver's been this year. I mean, I had high hopes for him. Drew Locke, who I think could be a decent quarterback. You know, is he the answer? Hmm. Maybe. Give him a chance. He's hurt. You know, hasn't really had the opportunity. Philip Lindsay in and out of the lineup. Melvin Gordon's taking playing time from him. Best receiver, Cortland Sutton, out for the season. Jarrell Casey just went on IR, out for the year. Beginning of the season, didn't even get to play. Vaughn Miller, one of the best pass rushers in NFL history. One of the best Broncos in NFL history. Or in, in Broncos history, sorry. Out for the year. Bradley Chubb coming off of an ACL injury. Chris Harris traded to the to the uh, Chargers. I mean, just so much, man. So much has happened to Denver. I mean, so many expectations. And again, just been let down. But anyways, it's going to be an interesting Thursday night matchup. Darnold against Rippon. <laughs> I'm going to be tuning in just because it's my team. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver gives up a L and goes 0-4. Loses to the Jets. Oh, that's miserable. <laughs> Anyways, oh, good old Thursday night football. Four, fourth week in a row, it's just been a flop. Uh, well, I guess it was Chiefs, Texans. That was a flop. Chiefs just destroyed them, you know. Anyways, it's going to be a good weekend of football. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm ready to watch these games. Should be a good one. Um, should be a good one anyways uh i mean i i just i don't know patrick Mahomes, dude just just crazy good just crazy good i just can't comprehend how good he is i really thought the ravens had a chance i thought the chiefs would win i mentioned it on facebook twitter but man they didn't they didn't do they didn't even give the uh the ravens a chance not a chance didn't even give him a chance. The Chiefs just won the game. Played so well. It was so much worse than what the scores had. Anyways, it's all good. We'll probably win the whole thing. And, uh, you know, all of us, you know, the other uh, teams, fans of teams, will be sad. But, you know, the Chiefs will probably win another one. And uh, <laughs> we'll move on to next year and see, see, what it, see what happens. But anyways, that's my take on that. Welcome back to the show today. I'm going to close my segment out here. 
uh, with a little bit of fantasy football. Uh, each Wednesday, I'll have a little fantasy football segment the day before uh, the Thursday night game, um, just with some maybe some tips for you. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not always perfect <laughs> in fantasy football. Last year in my league, I got last place, literally. Um, so you can take this with a grain of salt. Uh, but uh, last week I played Gardner Minshew over Patrick Mahomes. Worst mistake ever. I went for the hype. You know, but hey, it's fantasy football, right? Um, but guys that I think that uh, you might be looking for that might be sleeper picks this week. Uh, number one will be James Robinson. I got that guy, James Robinson, from Jacksonville, the number one running back for them. He had an incredible Thursday night game last week. I think he's just going to continue to get better, continue to get the ball. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars have nothing to lose. They just lost to the Dolphins, right? Guy scored uh, 30 points. Um, he had a good game catching the ball out of the backfield, scoring touchdowns, rushing the ball. Um, so that's a guy that I know that is probably available in a lot of leagues. Um, so go and look at him if you're needing a running back. There's a lot of injured running backs right now. A lot of guys, um, you know, trying to figure out who's going to be the best combination for them uh, in your fantasy teams. And, uh, I mean, just go look for that guy, James Robinson. He's a guy that I think will just take off a wide receiver that, you know, I think uh, that's probably available in a lot of leagues because it's Washington. It's Terry McLaurin. Had a great year last year. He's Dwayne Haskins' buddy. Um, they don't really have a good receiving core. He's it. You know, he's a decent receiver. If he played on any other team, if he played, let's be honest, if he played for the Chiefs and he had Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football, he'd be uh, all pro. I mean, the guy's really good, smaller receiver, in and out, play outside, play in the slot, deep ball threat. I think he's a good uh, option for, for those that he's available in, those leagues that he's available in. The other one, Tyler Boyd. I think Joe Burrow's kind of, uh, found him a, a receiver that he can get the ball to and he can get up the field. That's Tyler Boyd. Um, he's a guy that might be available. Um, deep leagues, he might be taken. Um, but if he's available, hey, pick him up. I think he's going to be good. Um, you know, another guy that I think uh, could really come on after his game on Thursday is Devontae Parker. Um, he's probably available in every league. I mean, it's the Dolphins. People see the Dolphins and are like, oh, but he's a high-volume uh, guy if he's catching the ball. He had some drop issues earlier in his career. But Thursday night, he had a he had a pretty good game. I mean, he caught some some passes, and, you know, Fitzpatrick threw it in there for him. And, and uh, lastly, the, the last wide receiver I'd say would probably be uh, Edelman if he's available. He had a decent uh, comeback game. Uh, Cam Newton might continue to try to throw the ball. They run the ball a lot, so be careful with that. Um, be careful with uh, teams like that. That's something that that's something that you should be watching out for. <laughs> is is a team that likes to throw the football because or run the football, um, especially with a running quarterback because they could have receivers that don't get squat. Right, Edelman doesn't have Tom Brady throwing him the ball anymore. He's got Cam Newton. Cam Newton's gonna run it. And so they're more of a running football team um, right now. But Julian Edelman, you know, just an older guy that, you know, knows how to catch passes. I think he's a, he might be a good pick. Danny Amendola for the Lions. I've seen he had a decent game, um, you know, but a, but a guy that's probably way down and may have been picked up at the beginning of the season. I don't know. Everybody thought he was going to be the new Stephon Diggs. He had a couple bad games there to start. But Justin Jefferson, that dude was incredible on Sunday. Had a coming out party, right? 
had a couple, you know, scores, had just an absolutely incredible game. If he is available in your league, I would buy, 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 because I'm telling you, you, you don't want to miss out on a guy like that. I think he's a good rookie. He just torched OU in the in that semifinal game. I mean, he's a good receiver. He's got Kirk Cousins thrown to him. You know, Kirk will throw the ball 500, you know, for 500 yards, but have eight picks. Um, but man, look out for that guy. Uh, he was, you know, I think he's a buy, buy, buy guy. Um, Mo Alley Cox is a good um, red zone guy for for uh, Indianapolis at tight end. If you need a tight end pickup, um, if you, most of the time tight ends are in and out. So if you got a good one, keep them. If if you find out that somebody else might be a little bit better, pick them up. Um, but man, Mo Alley Cox, remember that. Uh, remember that name. Greg Olson had a high volume game on uh, Sunday for the Seahawks. He might be a guy that's available in your league. Um, so anyways, you know, if you've got these guys, man, make sure, make sure that available and you need somebody to pick up, make sure you're, you're going after these guys, um, that I, I think they could probably help your team quite a bit. Some guys that I think that you might need to sell on some guys that you need to sell on. I think one, uh, big sell, uh, would be, um, uh, sorry, a guy you should sell on, in my opinion, that I just think is pretty hyped up, um, is Julio Jones. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. Um, and y'all might think I'm crazy for saying that. Um, maybe not drop him, but I wouldn't put him in your lineup for a while because Calvin Ridley, the younger guy, is absolutely just tearing it up right now. Um, he's a guy that I think is going to continue to catch passes from Matt Ryan. He's more of a better option. He's not always hurt. And uh, but Calvin Ridley, I mean, it's been really good. So that's really hurt um, uh, Julio Jones. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to sell him, sell him. If you don't, you know, keep him for a little bit. I'd, I'd advise you to leave him on your bench if you've got some good receivers, um, and just let him, you know, just let him sit there for a little bit. Um, you know, another guy that I've been seeing a lot of people have just because of the two back system is is uh, Latavius Murray for New Orleans. Sell him. <laughs> Because the way Camaras came back this year and off of injuries, I mean, he's been incredible so far selling. You know, I think that he's a guy that, that could be a, a selling point this year. Um, you know, uh, uh, another guy that, you know, and this will be the last one is, is uh, you know, is Rob Gronkowski. I mean, he just, he's just been super average, right? He's just been super average. I mean, a lot of people picked him up early. Just a bad pick. I mean, uh, on hype alone, I get it. But the guy hadn't played in a whole year. They have O.J. Howard, you know. It, it just may have been a bad decision for, for those that picked up Gronkowski. Sell him if you've got him now. There's a guy like o, uh, Mo Ali Cox is, is, a, is a guy that, you know, probably would have a better chance. A John O. Smith. If you haven't picked him up from the Titans, he's a guy that's, you know, uh, pretty good um, uh, pass catcher. That guy from Dallas, Dalton Schultz, been decent. You know, Dak likes him. Um, uh, like I said, Greg Olson, you know, might be a better pickup for for him. I mean, you know, Gronk, maybe it'll take him a little bit. I don't know, man, but I, I just, I'm not buying into the hype. I think he's so far away from what he was, you know, and that, the fact they have O.J. Howard, who could be, one of the better tight ends in the league if, well, if they would give him the ball. 
Um, but man, so many options. But yeah, Gronk would be my would be my other one. Um, for those of you that have Deshaun Watson, calm down. <laughs> I know you are. Calm down. Right? It's just a few games. Give him an opportunity. Let Will Fuller work his magic, right? At wide receiver. Kenny Stills is a viable option for him. You know, his re- his receivers are not great. You know, don't get me wrong. Chill out on Deshaun Watson. You know, I've seen so many um people and I've had conversations with people over the last little while that man Deshaun Watson's just killing me right now because he's not scoring points. Guess what? It'll be okay. It'll be all right. Just chill out on him. Keep him there. If you want to put him on your bench for a few weeks to see if he can really start to come through and I mean he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You know, I love Deshaun Watson. If he played for the Cowboys right now, they might be three and zero. You know, but just chill out on Deshaun. Don't drop him. Whatever you do, don't drop him. Don't trade him. Keep him. It'll be good. And that's it for my fantasy segment this week. Remember, guys, I'll, I'll do this every Wednesday uh, with the fantasy football. I'll have a fantasy football segment for you guys. Um, you know, most of you love fantasy football. I love fantasy football. It's a great way to get together with your friends. It's a great way to um, to, to face off against one another, one another, who has the better team, who's the best, you know, in the league. It's just fun stuff, right? It's just fun. And you can get lucky in fantasy football. You could have, you know, terrible luck in fantasy football, but hey, it's fun. But I'll have this segment weekly Wednesdays. Um, so make sure you check it out. Um, if you need a little bit of advice on some things to do within your fantasy football team. Anyways, that's my show for today. I thank you so much for tuning in to The Turning Point. Um, and this is your boy, Big D. Um, and, you know, I am uh, I'm excited about the sports that are going on the rest of this week. My goodness, we got so much action. Be looking out for the MLB uh, tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, NBA Finals um, and, and after the game is over with. Um, and, you know, talk a little bit more about some uh, OU football. I'll bring some OSU football into it tomorrow. And, uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.